Shalom Aleichem, everyone. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. Let's sing a strong nigam before we jump into the sea of Rav Kook. For being with us again, we have another opportunity to get ready for Shavuot. For Shavuot, you can feel it in the air already, wherever you are. This has been one of the most intense Sefirat Omer that I, I, I remember, and it seems that the, the the opportunities that each day is offering us is just infinite. This doesn't end. There, there's so much to do, and there's such a ratzon to do it. Rav Cook. Whenever we learn his Torah, it's a mikvah. Rav Kook's teachings is, is something else. It's this res- reservoir of depth that, where you literally feel that when you sink into it, you're sinking into a, a, a body of water, and you are coming out clean. I read recently 
an article by, written by Moshe Feiglin. I think he wrote it a few weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, where in the article he, dis- he, he argues that the religious establishment in Israel ha- has yet to really provide a, the, the proper means of bringing down Rav Cook's idealism into the world, Lemaisa. And on a certain level, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with him more. Not that he needs me to agree with him, but it seems to me that Rav Cook is still such a secret. Even though they keep on publishing more and more of his writings, and there's so many yeshivas today that are kiviachol in his, in his line, Rav Cook is a secret. He's mamasha asod. Can't box him into anywhere. We've spoken about that a lot. What Rav Cook is going to be doing with us tonight is very, very special. It's one of my favorite pieces on Shavuot, and definitely one of my favorite pieces of Rav Kook. The Chevra, the boys here in the Kehillah. We learned this piece four years ago, the men, uh, in 2016. And it's from what's called Ma'amare Hare'aya, the discourses of Rav Kook. So Rav Kook looked at you, and you knew something changed inside of you. What, what would change when Rav Cook would look at you? What became different? You know, there are people uh, back then from the Bohemia of the 1920s and early 1930s in, in, in the Israeli Bohemian scene. They would refuse to go and see Rav... They, they wouldn't see Rav Cook because they were scared. They were so scared that, it, that their eyes and Rav Cook's eyes would meet. And they knew that they, they couldn't go back to wherever they were prior to that. So what would you feel when Rav Kook would look into your eyes? Well, I don't know, because Rav Kook never looked into my eyes in this Gilgul, maybe in a previous Gilgul. But if I had to, uh, based on his teachings, if I had to kind of speculate and assume, what is it exactly that I would feel when Rav Kook looked into my eyes, I probably would feel that Rav Kook is telling me, you know what to do. You don't need me to tell you what to do. Meaning that Rav Cook would connect me to my intuitive knowledge. In Ishbit's terminology, the terminology of the Hasidic dynasty of the Meshilach of the Ishbitzer, this is what's called Binat Halev, wisdom of the heart. Wisdom of the heart is not something that you acquire from any, any, any external entity at all. Wisdom of the heart is basically discovering the more that you become more the way to become more wise with wisdom of the heart has nothing to do with the outside. It has to do with finding out what your subconsciousness already knows. And the difference between Torah and any other philosophy in the world is that when it comes to other pieces of knowledge and information, I need to receive it from the outside. But what all the tzaddikim tried to do, even with all the Torah lessons they provided for us, Every Torah teaching, really, essentially, is directing us to, say, to, to go inside and say, look, everything I told you, this is theoretically is holy and right, the chule, but you want to own it? You're not going to own Torah from learning any additional information. You're going to own Torah. The Torah is going to become yours. The Torah is much going to become yours. When you trust that inside of you is all the wisdom in the world. All of it. The whole thing. So 
let's having said that, let's learn Rav Cook's Rav Cook's beautiful Ma'amar describing to us how we experience the first Har Sinai and what's available to us every single Shavuot, especially this year. So I'm not sure exactly what year the text in front of you uh, was written, but you'll see it in a second. This is Ma'amarei Hare'aya. Shkoyach. Okay. So, very famous, very famous uh, piece of Gemara that anyone that wants to show that they know a little bit of Gemara, it's very easy to remember to quote this piece of Gemara because everyone talks about it all the time. And it's a very, very, it's a very uh, powerful piece in Shabbos Peches, in the 68th piece of Shabbos. If you've, I'm sure you've seen this over the course of your Shavuot preparations. Now listen how the Gemara explains the moment, that moment, that epic moment. Amar Rabbi Elazar, B'sha'ah shehikdimu ya'israel nase lenishma, at that moment, that first we said Naase, we will do, and then we said Nishma, we will learn, we will listen. Yetzta Batkol, a voice in heaven appeared, Ve'amra, Mi Gila Lebanai Razze, Shemalache Hasheres Mishtam Shimbo. Who revealed to my children this secret that only the ministering angels use? Meaning, in Shemaim, they had no idea how we were capable of, of, of tuning in, of, of, I would say, of, of, of grabbing on to what the Malachim say. The Malachim always said, they always say Nasa. They don't even, I don't even know if they say the Nishma. Probably, because the way the Lashon is here in the Gemara. But over here, what, what's, what's being said over here is so beautiful, is that this voice comes out and says, how did my children become angelic? Now, what about us was angelic at this time of Nasev and Ishma? That's what we're That's what we're trying to understand. What about us became angelic? What part of us was tuned in to something that was beyond our, the wildest dreams of Shemaim? Meaning, wh- how is saying Nasev and Ishma being like angels. So, Rav Kook says like this. And even if you've learned this piece before, this piece is so important to Chazar over to, to repeat, to, to go over so many times because this, this, this piece is Pashut going to build us up. It's going to build us up. So Rav Kook says like this. Hakdamas Naseh Lenishma First saying Naaseh, meaning first subduing our own, whatever our will is, and saying we're with you, Hashem, we'll do what you, what you say. And then, saying the word Nishma, Rav Kook says, This has always been our Koach of Am Yisrael. There's never been anything else that we can really say, this is what makes us who we are. Rav Kook says, this thinging, this Indian that Am Yisrael said, is what made Am Yisrael always as powerful as they are, no matter what. This has always been our power, our strength. Why? Second line. 
שבמעמקי הטבע של כל מעותינו, כל קדושת היהדות צפונה. Of course, there's something so beautiful. He says, we sensed, through saying Nasev and Ishma, we sensed in our Bekirbenu, deep down inside of us, that in the depth of our nature is our, is our essence. All the holiness of Yiddishkeit is hidden, and it's right there. We, we sense this. We sense that we were, we're, we're, we were, were made of something else. The holiness of our Yiddishkeit is deep down inside. It'll get clear in a second. And if we sense some kind of a weakness in our Yiddishkeit's gvura and regards to the soul, we first of all, what do we have to do? To wake up. We have to be faithful and true to ourselves. Okay. So you know how in, in today's world of, of, uh, of workshops, this is a very common concept where the goal is to become faithful to yourself. So how does a, usually, unfortunately, the way the world does it is that the first break you down and then you realize how weak you are and then you say, okay, now I'm being faithful to myself. I know my weaknesses and I'm going to grow from here. Rav Kook says to us something very, very interesting, very, very powerful. He's saying, if you want to know if you're being faithful to yourself, a yid, the shaila is very simple. The question is simple. Are you awake? Are you awake? Now, what does it mean to be awake? What does it mean to be aware? And this is the question that, like, it's amazing. As much as we have to believe in Am Yisrael and in Gdushat Am Yisrael, oh, I want to believe that we're awake. It would be beautiful to feel that we're all awake. But to really, really believe that we're awake, we have to do the following thing. We have to shake ourselves out of any self-denial. So self-denial can be... Like, what's, what's today's greatest self-denial? Like, you know, on, on a national level? Is that, yeah, we know we're special, but really, in essence, there's nothing really that different than us, from us to the rest of the world. And if we do say we're different... We're racist. It's what the world has done with it. Rav Kook says, you must shake yourself out of any self-denial, and only then, neda lehagen bigaon, we will know how to protect in the wisest way, al hatsivion shelano, on our character. Am Yisrael has to wake up and defend its character. Meaning, Am Yisrael has to find out what its character really is. Am Yisrael has to be in touch with its intuitive knowledge. I'll tell you this much, Chavra. For those of us living in Eretz Yisrael, the way that we are being portrayed by our own people on every level in the media's eye has nothing to do with our true character. You have certain tzaddikim Hashem Mamish planted at the right time, like 
Sivan and Yedidia Meir that are, you know, trying to sprinkle little bits of Gdusha in this very, very Tame world called the Israeli media. But it's amazing that the way that Israel is portrayed in our own eyes and to the world has very little to nothing to do with what our true character really is. So these words are very, very shayach today. Rav Kook says, you got to shake yourself out of self-denial. Well, what's the greatest self-denial? What's the greatest self-denial? The greatest self-denial is that I have to run somewhere else to receive help. That's the greatest self-denial. That inside of me isn't what I need. I need it from the outside. So let's just finish this very difficult first paragraph, and then you'll see things will start to flow. Once we wake up, once we know how to defend our character, Rav Kook says, And then we will march forth with strength in our and, and power on all the tracks of our life. And amongst the tracks of our life, Also, we will properly, we will properly march forward with the rebirth of our nationalism, ubinyan our nationality, ubinyan ha'aretz, and building Eretz Yisrael. See, Rav Kook, people don't understand. They think for some reason that Rav Kook was, wasn't giving Musr, and he was just like being sweet, only sweet and nice and apologetic. Rav Kook was giving tremendous Musr. Rav Kook is speaking to the door that's now back. He loves them. He establishes trust with them. But Rav Kook knew that if the door that's building the land is just building the land physically, but is not connected to its true character, which is much more than just builders, physical builders, how long will that building last? So Rav Kook says, when we wake up and we shake off the self-denial of who we really are, meaning we have to figure out who we really are, then we will march forth in a proper way in all areas of life. So now we get to the meat of this of tonight's shir. This is this paragraph is one of my favorite. Kol davar hachakuk bateva einot sarich lishmi'a ulelimud. Anything which is engraved in nature does not need to listen or to learn. Must merit. What does that mean? Anything engraved in your nature, you don't doesn't need to be uh, learned about or listened to. What is Rav Cook referring to over here? It's very interesting words. Anything that's that's intuitively in you, you do not need to go and learn about it from something else. I mean, a great example could be that if you're now if pashut meod, you're you're. I've seen this by people. They pick up a guitar, it's just in them. They, they could start playing. Just They figure out where to put the fingers one time and boom, they fly. Piano too. If they start to learn music theory and they start to learn how to play, then the way that they're playing, the way, the way they end up playing is not loyal to their real self and doesn't sound that great either. Because certain people, when they're connected to their intuitive knowledge, they don't need to receive any learning from the outside. So look at this. Hadvora bona etae kavarta bidiuk badiuka mispari hayoter shalem. 
a bee builds its the cells of its beehive with exact, precise, uh, the optimal geometric shape for building honeycomb cells. And, and no bee ever registered for, for engineering courses. That's what he's saying, right? He's saying, The bee ends up doing exactly what it needs to do without anyone explaining to it what it needs to do. Why? Because in the bee's nature, they're just being loyal to themselves. In the bee's nature, this is what they're meant to do. They're being loyal to what they're meant to do and who they're meant to be. They're, they're, that's a pun, who they're meant to be, right? That's what the bees are doing. They're being themselves. Wow, this coronavirus has definitely got me into a lot of dad jokes. I got to snap out of it. Okay, third line. In the spiritual world, so spiritual creatures, supernal spiritual creatures, let's say the Malachim, they don't need first to uh, uh, learn and listen to instructions how to fulfill their shlichus up there in the world. Why? Because their kedusha is natural. Rak bnei adam, it's only human beings that have this issue with being themselves. Rip Shlomo used to say, I never saw a, da- a dog go to a psychiatrist and say that they just don't know what to do, they, 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 they feel like they need to be a cat. Now, of course, that's, you know. But, but really, us human beings have these inyanim all the time. Rak bnei adam ha'alulim liot nevochim. Only ma- human beings who may become embarrassed and confused and misplaced by means of riots of fake science. We'll get to that in a second. They need to work hard and become courageous. Omets. You need a lot of omets. You need a lot of courage. Lashuv el hateva hatahor hanafshi to return to their pure, soulful nature. Rav Cook says, you know what human beings get freaked out of by? He calls it mehumot hamada hamezuyaf. So what's mada mezuyaf, we just explained, means fake science. But what, is that, what does that basically mean? It means, in today's language, modern inventions, modern technology. It means things that seem so real when really they're so, so not real. We could become so freaked out, our whole character can become shaken to our core by something that might scare us, when really, in its essence, there's no mamashut to it. There's nothing there at all. Only human beings suffer from this. And therefore, it takes so much courage. It takes so much courage for us human beings to have enough guts to ignore the world and to be simply ne'emanim, to be faithful to ourselves, which is something that I, I know I speak on behalf of everyone here and everyone that's not here. If we, if we were asked, you know, that, that Hashem should grant us one wish on a character level. So if we were sincere, we wouldn't ask Hashem, please 
make me into this person or have or be like this kind of person. What we probably come to is 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 coming to a, a true desire. Please don't please don't let me become a f- cheap imitation of anybody else. Please let me let me really be the me that you created me to be. Let me be faithful to myself. And that is what Rav Cook is saying that our this is our greatest struggle. Let us be connected to what's engraved in our nature. Just like the bee knows what to do because it's engraved in its nature, so too we can, but we have to we have to cut through so much garbage. But there was a moment, and the Alter Rebbe says also in the Tanya that there was this moment that happened once at Har Sinai and will only happen again when Mashiach comes. Sorry. Rav Kook says over here in the bottom paragraph, V'anachnu b'ma'amad ha'asinai be'et asher rosh ha'pizgah shel amitat havayatenu nitgala al klaleinu What happened at ha'asinai? We were at the peak of the summit of our true being. It was revealed on the mass. Alaklal. Right, when we were Bamash Rosha Pizgah, we were we were right there in the highest place, the epics, the the, the 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 peak of the mountain. We of our of our Amitat Havayatenu of our true experience of being ourselves, and it was revealed to all of us. And what happened at that moment? Be'et Asher Adon Kol. At that moment, the master of everything, Nigla Aleinu, he. He revealed himself be'er pulei tohar in uh, mists through mists of purity. What beautiful poetic Hebrew! Hashem comes down through the mist of purity, lelamed laamenu Torah ve'mitzvot to come and teach Am Yisrael Torah and mitzvahs. Rav Kook says, "Banu lidea maala elionazot." We came to this high level, ve'nienu Yisraelim tivim tehorim. Three words. Wow, wouldn't I love to make that the name of the new Miflaga? Yisraelim Tiv'im Tehorim. Yutetet, Yatat. We already have a name. Someone should copyright it immediately. Abba, Matim Lecha. Yisrael Tiv'im Tehorim. Natural, pure Gidin. We became ourselves. We were being ourselves. More than we ever were, Chavra. You know how we learn. We need to take this really deep inside. I want you to close your eyes for a second. Get a little bit more quiet. And if my voice irritates you, Hashem have Rachmanis, and please make it sound sweet to them for just one minute. When was the last time you we truly felt that we were being one million percent ourselves? And that we actually enjoyed that experience. Some people can say, well, you know, I was groggy, I was kvetchy, I was, I was so nebuch. And that's when I felt like that's the real me. I'm talking about the real, real you that has no sveikas about the matter. When was the last time I experienced that? 
now. When was the last time you experienced that amongst a whole group of people? That all of you were fully being yourselves. Gets a little bit more difficult. When was the last time you were in a shul and you felt that the whole community, whoever walked into that door in order to do the work of Avodat Hashem that everyone was discovering and feeling totally present with the true sense of self. Sounds dreamy, right? Now imagine that happening to the whole klal, to everyone. To everyone. That, Rav Kook says, is is what it means fourth line from the bottom of this paragraph like the rock solid nature of our soul when it is in its essential state of purity I'm going to take this poetic Hebrew, try to make it a little bit clearer. Cook says, who we really, really are when the schmutz is off the neshama, who we, each one of us, who we really are, is something so rock solid in a natural way. Kateva ha'etan shel nishmatenu. Like the rock solid nature of our souls when it's in its natural state of purity. So Rav Kook says, when that happened to us, and Hashem comes down on Har Sinai, and there's this whole revelation. So what ended up happening? Exactly. You see, we said those magical two words which granted us access to the fact that you and I are sitting and learning Torah together thousands of years later. It granted us access to the way that angels respond when they're called out to do a message, to fulfill a message, a shlichus from Hashem. That's what that voice said. Who revealed to my children this secret? Who revealed to to my children this secret that they knew that if you say Nasa Venishma, oh boy, you just signed up for eternity, an eternal, beautiful journey with the Ribbon of Shalom. Rav Kook says, when you did this, when ikdamnu na'asele nishma, you know, usually we say, I'll check it out, and then I'll see if it's for me, I'll go for it. Where should I move to? Like, and it makes sense. Well, for, I'll, go, I'll go around to different communities, I'll check them out, and then I'll decide. Those are all true and healthy ways of living. But then there are moments, there are moments in life, that if you say nishma v'nase, you don't get anything. And it's a secret, it's an angelic secret. Rav Kook says, when you're able to do that, you know where you reach? You go high and above the fake culture of humanity. Which errs in its vanity and which suffers from its own foolish wickedness. Wow, it's a pretty good translation, huh? Bishlitat ha'adam laralo. As man is controls over the things that are bad for him and doesn't stop it, 
but allows poison to enter the body, poison to enter the mind, and when you allow... Let's just go back to the previous page for a second. Sorry. When a person does this, look at this bottom line over here. When, when a person goes above the dictatorship of what the world says that you, sh- that you should be and the way you should think, then what you're able to, or who you should date, who you shouldn't date, um, how much you should, how much you should invest in something, how much you shouldn't. But when you go, when you say, "I'm not listening to you anymore," I have to believe that inside of me, I know what the right decisions are in life. I know what it is because right now I'm in that conversation with the Ribbonus Shleilam. Rav Cook says, when you're able to do that, and you and you, you have self-control. See, most of us, what we suffer from the most is not that we don't know the difference between right or wrong. We do know the difference between right or wrong, but we can't control the wrong. We can't just stop. Everyone, anyone that struggles with eating, with their weight, no one, no, no one thinks that eating, excessive eating, is actually not a good thing, not a bad thing. Everyone knows it's not a good thing. The, the pain of the matter is that I can't control it. So too with people smoking cigarettes. Besides one person that I know, which I can't understand how he really believes this, everyone knows it's, it's not healthy. So what's the, what's the problem? If I'm true to myself, I wouldn't allow anything poison to enter inside something that's rock solid. But the problem I have in life is that I, ena- I enable poisonous influences into my life to dictate to me how to act and take away from me my control. But when I choose to say, I'm giving my control to you, Nasev and Ishma, I'm taking your word, Hashem. I'm taking your word. I'm, I'm inviting the love in. I'm just trusting you. You become the most powerful person in the world. The world might look at you and say, what a weak person you are. You need God. You need to follow other orders. You, you, you don't feel confident enough in just doing what you feel like doing. And we say, are you kidding me? Once I subdue my, my own ego, and once I stand before God, while God is standing before me, and I say, I love you and I trust you because I know that you love me and you trust me, I become the most powerful person in the world. And then, slowly, slowly, each bad habit becomes removed from me. Why? Because I'm in touch with the etzem of my neshama. I'm in touch with the essence of who I am. I am in touch with me. And when I am in touch with me, no one can touch me. And what the tzaddikim too, I think that what the Baal Shem Tov brought down, one of the things the Baal Shem Tov HaKadosh brought down to this world is that when he looked at you, you knew he saw you. But that wasn't enough for you or for the Baal Shem Tov. Because the Baal Shem Tov didn't really need to be able to see you for your sake. He needed you to see you. He needed you to feel like you. How does a Jew get to know and feel who they are? The Talmud Torah Keneged Kulam. By jumping, Rabbi Chaim David has such a great song called Jump Into the Sea of Torah. In all your ways know him. 
Da'ehu, jump into the sea of Torah. He just went on Spotify with all his music. Go check it out. Jump into the sea of Torah. It's beautiful. When I jump into the sea of Torah, what I'm essentially jumping towards is me. Is me. So Shavuos, what happens to us? The gates again are open. For what? What does it mean the gates of receiving the Torah are open again? Let's just coin it a little bit differently. What gates are opened on Shavuos? Gates for us to be us. In the strongest way. And to grab onto it. And to hold onto what I discover when I choose to say again, Nasa Now let's look how Rav Kook ends off this piece on the next page. Thank you, Shimon. Ve'ata, now, achim kulchem, you're all brothers. Tseirim v'skenim, young and old. Beteufa amitza. Who uses such words? Teufa amitza, with courageous aviation. <laughs> we need a translation on the translation. With courageous aviation, teufa, like namal teufa, right? That's an airport. With courageous aviation, nashuv Torah shelano, we will return once again to this higher realm of our own purity. We will become loyal to the essence of the nature of our soul. Naamod kulanu levatser et shvut shvutenu be'eretz chayenu. And like this, by doing this, we will be able to fortify our presence and our return in our homeland. This is how we'll build Eretz Yisrael. Al pi hayesod shel hatohar ve'ha'emun ha'atzmi. We will build this land based on the foundation and principle of self purity and self-trust. Negale bechol mif'alei ha'chayim ha'klaliyim ha'pratiyim We will discover in all our, our life goals, our, our personal goals and national goals, et oto haraz ha'kamus mikol ha'enoshut kula That same secret that is hidden from all of humanity. We will, we will discover it again. We will answer back with fire and passion. Can you imagine if you spent like 20 minutes Shavuos night? Like a mantra, just saying this over and over again, shuckling, writing your own nigun to these words. You know what you might force God to do? You might force Hashem to reveal Himself in a much clearer way. At a certain point, Hashem's Rahmanas is going to give in and He's going to look down at us and be like, Oh man, they're saying they're, saying they're going to do whatever I say. They're saying they're just going to do whatever I say. They need to hear it clear because they're willing to put themselves on the line. And the Rebbe Shleilam in His infinite mercy is just going to say, I can't conceal it anymore. I can't conceal it. I'm going to make it even clearer for you. I'm going to make my Ratzon crystal, crystal clear. Crystal clear. Can you imagine? If thousands of us, this Shavuos, 
just got together on our own because we, we can't get together so much in public and we just repeated over and over again Belev Shalim Hashem, we're being ourselves we're attempting to courageously jump towards being ourselves again and being ourselves means that I say Kol Hashem everything that Hashem said I do I'm going to do it the Nasa Venishma Hashem Yisbarach is going to see thousands of us say this Shavuos night and his infinite compassion is going to just have to come down on us and say, like, I'm not going to make it hard for them anymore. I'm going to make it clearer to them. I'm going to take all the camps, all the Haredi camps, the Tilumi, the Tilait, yes, conservative and reform, all people that are halachically Jewish, but really the whole world, eventually. And I'm going to reveal, I'm going to reveal, I'm going to remove the mask because they're 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 saying nasa they're saying we're all in we're not making any alternate plans other than just being with you we're all in and then once again there's going to be this heavenly voice that's going to be blasting out of the supernal realms of holiness and it'll say, Mi gila lebanai raz ze shemalochi ashores mishtam shimbo. This voice in the year Tavshin Pei in 2020 will come out in the heavens and scream out, Who revealed to this generation the language that the ministry, that the angels use? If Cook wrote this, we see over here. Tafresh Tzadik Bet, 1932. You see, Chavre, what Shavuos? Uh, the Yidin that stood at Har Sinai, it wasn't just Torah and mitzvahs that were revealed to them. That, that's what we say, that's how we celebrate. It's Van Matan Torateinu, but it's clear that's what Rav Kook is saying. They also discovered their true inner essence. That's the celebration of Shavuos. It's like they, 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 they attained this, this sublime level of natural pure, purity, teva, tarata teva. And, and based on their intuition, they didn't think too much. They were just being themselves when they said Nasa Venishma. They weren't trying to impress. They weren't trying to be anything but themselves. And when you're nothing but yourself, you'll end up saying Nasa Venishma. So what an opportunity we have. Oh, we're so lucky. We're so lucky for another Shavuos. We're so lucky that we have this opportunity to, to go to this place and scream out with all our hearts, Kol Hashem Ishma, and to say it b'simcha. I know we can do it. So Rav Kook is just telling us it's worth it to be ourselves. It's worth it. Everyone else is taken, David Sachs says. You might as well be yourself. Everyone else is taken. Memale kol almin Vesovev kol almin Umi baladecha Ain shum etzius klam Memale kol almin Vesovev kol Ain't
Hopefully we'll get to learn again before she was.